spooky, spooky. It is spooky season, and this is Spooky Ooh. Central Detroit Strange. Ooh, I'm a ghost. We both have our spookiest Zoom backgrounds on. We do. We do. We're like terrifying. Uh, honestly, this is my favorite time of year. October is mm-hmm. my favorite month of the year, hands down. Mine too. I'm even wearing my little spooky earrings. I got a little Halloween pack, so I got a little uh, oh, black kitties. Oh, little cat. Those are so cute. Yeah. I've also decided October is for red lipstick. <laughs> oh, yes. I was going to say, I like that lipstick. I saw that. I'm like, oh, she looks good. Look at that lipstick. I saw a TikTok about, I think it's like called Cherry Ice by, it's one of the major makers and i guess in the the 20s or 30s they had a really bright red polish yeah and then in like the 50s or 60s they released this thing called i think it's cherry ice and it was like this really bright red color that's supposed to look great on every person like it's uh-huh. good for every skin tone uh and in the video the person they put it on and it really did look really i mean they liked they yeah. looked nice before but it looked really fantastic especially with their eyes and i was just like oh, red lipstick it's the best. It is. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I don't, not as much anymore, but do you know what a lot of the red dye is made from? Bugs. Beetles. Yeah. There's this, yeah. Spe- this type of beetle they grind up to make red dye. My, this is super weird, but the reason I know that is because my mom got some sort of special dye certificate when I was in high school. Uh-huh. And uh, it took her like two years and she had to do all these weird dyes and send samples in. And that's why she learned like shibori and stuff, too. Yeah. But she had to make her own dyes. And that's when I learned that many dyes are made from bugs. Yeah. Uh, specifically red for sure. And she had a little can of beetles. Yeah. To crush. And I think she might have even had to crush them herself or so. I don't know. It was a very intense. I love that for her. I love the dying journey. certificate. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of those are made for like makeup and stuff, just because a lot of people. I mean, I think there, some are. For a lot sure. of them have changed. Like I don't think vegan, cruelty free is not going to have beetles in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, although you are making me second guess because I was like, do I need to own this cherry ice? And now I'm like, that's probably one of the ones that might still have them beetles in it. I mean, hey, I mean, nobody's died of beetle lips yet, so. Yeah, but it's a whole. I don't know. Yeah, I hate bugs, so I'm biased. I don't love bugs, but I appreciate that they are part of the world. But when they're not directly in my world, I'm a little better with them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like seeing them or remembering they exist. I don't actually mind most of them unless, I mean, obviously nobody likes a mosquito because... Yeah, fuck mosquitoes. And I don't... I don't like spiders. I've got that thing See, for sure. Me and spiders have a common enemy, and that enemy is bugs. So You're, I'm cool oh. with spiders. See, I've taken the spider side. Because they'll leave you alone. Yes, I did not mean to imply that a spider is a bug. I do know the difference, by the way. Yeah, yeah, But also earwigs. Yeah, fuck them. Centipedes, millipedes. Yep, no. Anything cannot. with, like, too many legs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super... Just no, and actually forgot earwigs existed until I went camping like a month ago. Ew. And we saw an earwig, and my I don't think my roommate had ever seen one. Oh no. And I was like, oh no. And I was like, I'm not gonna tell you all the childhood lies I know about them because I know they're you know, yeah. like urban myths and stuff, but I'm like, I don't mess with earwigs. We're gonna move that. 
now yeah. and move that bus kill it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is like a bus because that's how big of a deal it is when you see in your way yeah then ty pennington comes out of nowhere and is like bug driver kill that bug <laughs> exactly because that's all he's doing these days is just different versions of bus driver move that bus none of those shows exist anymore right I don't think the extreme so. whatever makeovers. Yeah, I wonder what Ty Pennington is up to. Actually, he goes to he goes to Subway sandwich maker. Make that sandwich. He's just a motivational speaker. He just motivationally speaks <laughs> at people, but it's always just like so and so do that thing. Podcaster, wait, make that podcast. But wait, I'm super proud of this. It's move that sub because it's backwards of bus. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Ty Paddington, we've got a proposal for you. Mm-hmm. New show. New, New show. show. Have you ever thought about entering into the food market? Specifically with subs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. He just goes to different sub shops. <laughs> Is it a sub shop Blimpies, makeover? Move that blimp. <laughs> Uh, career ideas for others. Or maybe he's um, a parking meter enforcer. And he's like, parking lawbreaker, move that car. You can't park here. <laughs> oh, I actually think he'd make a terrible parking enforcer, though. He's, yeah. He's too, like, much of a nice cartoon. Yeah. He'd be like, not today. You need to move that car. Oh, oh, yes. But it's spooky season. It's fall. Mm-hmm. I've decided, me and Jennifer decided we are grabbing fall by the balls. I mean, you should, yeah. Because what's going to happen we after the, that? We went to the apple orchard on Friday We did. Together. We met up at the that apple orchard. That was beautiful. Orchard. It was so good. We picked a whole bushel of apples. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me give you an update on what's happened with the apples so far. I still have to get mine from your house since yes. we split the bushel. They all had yes. to go to one location. Yes. But there's been some applesauce. Nice. There's been some miniature like apple pies. Nice. Which I saved you on. Yay. I was hoping some of my apples would come back and bake to good form. Yes. So you have some <laughs> applesauce. You have some, oh, you have a miniature apple pie. And then oh. we have some oh. caramel apples. They're more like maple candy apples because the caramel crystallized a little bit. So it's like almost tastes like maple candy, which isn't bad. It's just not necessarily like caramel apple. But they're that still actually really sounds kind of better, though. I yeah. never had a candied apple until I was like well into adulthood. I didn't. I've never had one. Tbh, they're good because it's yeah. just like um, it's like a fire candy on the outside. Oh, like a cinnamon yeah, it's like shell? eating a cinnamon disc. Yeah, Ooh. like melts it on the outside. I, my mind, I was, I honestly probably was like your age or something when I had one, and my mind was blown. Like it's that it's semi recent is what I'm trying to like. It's not. Yeah been a long time in my life that i've had them and like you always hear about them but i've never seen mm-hmm. them like sold anywhere i feel like you have to make them yeah. these days because i don't see them anywhere some places do have them like bigger side like blake's probably has them or something probably or i feel like you have to be like a fair yeah the fair seems like where you get a candied apple or oh, living yeah. in a movie yeah you gotta be living in a movie here, kids, mm-hmm. I made just some candy apples. Why don't you go down to the pumpkin festival and mm-hmm. get murdered by the chainsaw man? 
I was going to say that one kid finds like a, a razor blade in their candy apple. Yeah. <laughs> and then he looks behind him and there's just a mirror on the apple and it's just his bedroom. Mm-hmm. That's when the 80s uh, started. <laughs> yeah. The 80s started with razor blades and apples. Mm-hmm. And then that was what closed the fair down. And then the fair is now abandoned. It's haunted. That Ferris wheel is spooky as shit. Spins yeah. on its own well, for the power of ghosts. Going back to the 80s, though, it really is when, like, all the candy scares and stuff of, like, oh, you know, yeah. your kids could be getting poisoned started. And there was a podcast, I think it was My Favorite Murder, did, like, an episode about that, about, like, where those rumors actually started. And there was, like, a couple things, you know, that happened. But now I read an article the other day, and this is the stupidest article, but I, there was a great tweet back to it. And it was something about, like, be careful of edibles in your children's Halloween candy. And somebody wrote back, there was no effing way that anybody's going to waste an edible on your child. Right. Like, your kid ain't special. Why don't I want to get your kid high? I want to get me high, not your kids. Yeah, exactly. I was laughing so hard. I was like, accurate. Right. Accurate. But made chili this weekend, too. Cornbread. Made some cornbread. Get some cornbread when you come pick up your apples. It turned out really yes. well. Yes. That sounds lovely. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's just the plan is to grab fall by the balls. Yeah, that's kind Ooh, of... Hiking? Uh, yeah, you said the that. Yeah. That's what my plan is this week to go hiking at least twice just because of the foliage. Because I'm like, Have you normally... been up to Bald Mountain before? Yes, I was there like a month ago. It's okay. gorgeous. Which trail did you go on? The red one. Do you know one, the I color? Think. Okay, I went in the orange one, so maybe I'll go back and go in the red one. Yeah, we kind of just like circled the lake. I think it was like seven or eight thousand mm-hmm. steps. Yeah, that's like uh, right across from the orange. I almost accident. I was going to go to the orange one, and I accidentally parked by the red one and started down it. And I was like, "This is not like what I had planned." And uh, I was like, "But this looks really pretty. I want to come back here." So it was really pretty. Excuse. The only bummer was there's like a shooting range nearby, so you're sure pop 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 pop. pop. Yeah. So maybe wait until I meet up with somebody to go hiking. <laughs> I mean, because I don't know that I'd like that alone. Like I don't like I don't know where it was. You could definitely hear the gunshots, but you couldn't didn't know where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. When you got to the other side of the lake, you couldn't hear them. But that's how I knew we were getting back close to our cars. I'm like, oh, and there's the guns again, America. <laughs> fair, totally fair. Yeah. Uh no, hiking is great. Uh. I really have done a lot of it this summer and in like southeastern Michigan, there's so many places you can go, you know, ranging from like one to 10 miles, which is great. I'm definitely getting more and more into it because it's Mm -hmm. really just like walking through the woods. And I like that. I went to this one place in Southfield. I forget the name of the park, but it's magical because it must be a bunch of like landscapers or something left like big pieces of granite and like rocks and stuff near the parking lot. So there's this like basically like rock playground you can climb all over and like there's rocks you can climb on top of and like look over and stuff like that and then there's like about it's a couple trails but you can like piece them together and do about a mile or so walk so it's a short walk and it Mm. takes you back to like a little lake and then you're along the lake for a while i saw some ducks it was great nice yeah but the rock garden was really cool because it makes you feel like you're like in a mountainous yeah zone Mm mm-hmm it's just like the best time. Best time. It of year. really is. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Do do Christmas do. appropriate to that song. It was actually written about fall. 
Yeah. No, I want to do as many fall things as I can because who knows what winter is going to be like. And I need to stock up on the fall fun times because mm-hmm. winter sad times are coming after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but exactly. Winter's cozy. Very huga. It is cozy, but yes, very huga. It's I don't mind a little winter. It's the length. The one saving grace I think this winter might have is that if I don't have to drive into work, I can just stay inside and avoid. Because mm-hmm. that's the worst part of it about winter is driving in the snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like walking in the snow, it sucks, but it's like not like, oh, this is going to take me 12 hours to go 10 minutes. Yeah, or, yeah. No, I agree. I, don't, I just I think the thing about winter for me, though, is it really does make all plans like. Yeah easily uh modifiable as far as like they might not happen and also like i'm less motivated to even do anything yeah social so it just and also just you know that little measly like seasonal affective disorder um just you know a little bit of that in there and there there's it's not all negative it's not all bad and i guess i need to look at the positives because i need to think about i'll drink more tea because i always drink a lot more hot tea in the winter oh yeah I do like cozy clothing. Got a cozy sweater today, for example. It's so much better for cooking and baking. Yeah, except for the fact that um, it's all the stuff that is not healthy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, no. Yeah, I won't fight you on that. I mean, you can make some healthy soups. You can. And I do love soup. The only problem with soup for one is that, like, I'll eat it for a day or two and then I get sick of it. For an entire week. Mm-hmm. And then I get even freezing it. I never, I never unfreeze it and have it later. I think it, yeah. And then it sits there for months, and then I'm like, "This is mm, so good." I don't know. That doesn't heart. look great, and it doesn't sound good to me right now. So I don't want it. I did this week though make butternut squash soup that was been oh that sounds really delicious. good. Mm-hmm. I um, what is what is that evil lady's name? Um, I hasslebacked a butternut squash. Ooh. I love that you uh, hassle neck. You had to figure out what the evil lady. Sorry. You're okay. You're good. And. I don't know much about her except for now that she knows she's evil and she does stuff with squash, apparently. Um, I don't know that much about her. Her name hasn't been mentioned in a, a while. I know she came up with this like way to cook potatoes, though, where you slice them really thin. Like, have uh-huh. you heard of Hasselback potato? I've heard of Hasselhoff. In fact, when you Google it, that's mostly what comes up. I forget her name, actually. My friend was Elizabeth Hasselback. Yeah. Oh, she was on The View. I guess evil's a little much, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need we don't need to give her any more airtime. No. Uh, to her or her potatoes. I, if I recall correctly, maybe I did not agree with many of her thoughts. And Probably. that might be why I'm thinking it. But anyway, she made a potato way to make potatoes because she had a special diet for something i forget what and um but it's really good for any like food like that like any like starchy or like kind of solid food that you have to bake because you make this thin slices and then you put like all the stuff in between them so it saturates really deep into it Ooh. yeah but i did that but then i also made it into a soup and i had some fresh like i had one of those poultry kits from the grocery store of herbs Okay, I was like, poultry yeah. kit. Is it just like a chicken? 
no spices. <laughs> no like the spices. sage and yeah sage rosemary and thyme i believe were in there and so i like cut those up mm-hmm. chef's yes. kisses yes chef's kisses kisses of chefs kisses of chefs <laughs> kisses 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 uh-huh. of chefs mm-hmm. i was doing I trivia this bit. week and i made a round called pieces 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 of board games <gasps> i love it do you think games. people got the reference I hope so. I sang it. I was like, pieces, okay, pieces, pieces of games. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Just because, like, that's such a a funny reference to me, but I'm like, how many people remember that song? I know at least one, because I messaged one of my coworkers, and I was like, I made a sick Pieces of Me by Ashley Simpson's reference. She's like, I can't wait. I know producer Patty would get it, too, because remember when we were at Candy Apple Cottage number two... Yeah, uh, a getaway with our friends. For some reason, oh, I brought my karaoke mic, and she and I karaoke to that real hard. Yes, oh, that was so good. Mm-hmm. We stand at karaoke. Yes. <laughs> so, are you sipping on anything this morning? Yes. Yeah, oh, a spooky mug, spooky skull guy. He's got um apple cider and some spices and some rum. Oh, I love that. I love that. I am basically drinking almost the same thing I had last week. Uh, I made coffee with the espresso machine, and then I ran out of milk, so I actually made almond milk. uh, Which how did you make almond milk? Did you squeeze the little almond titties? I yes, I did. I only know how to do it though, because when I lived in California, I went through this like everything from the source phase, where I was like making my own shampoo and body, like everything, and I learned to make almond milk. Uh, which is not a cost-effective thing. No, I can't imagine. Almonds are not a cheap nut. Some of the other ones, like, well, oat milk's actually more cost-effective to make yourself. Um, I so, believe Yeah, it, it matters oats on the are thing. Pretty cheap. Yeah, and I do have some oats, but I have a ton of almonds because my parents, when they moved, gave me a ton of just oats. varieties of nuts. So I was like, yeah. I'll make it out of almonds right now. You soak them in water overnight, okay. and then... Um, it becomes like kind of cloudy. You put it in a blender with a little extra water. You blend it up. Some people put salt in it or vanilla in it, depending on what they want. I don't. Yeah. And then you just strain it through a cheesecloth. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Okay. No, it was very like, I mean, you have to wait because you do have to soak them for a day. Especially yeah, yeah. Like cashews. I think you can do cashew milk and like not soak them as long. Yeah. But almonds are, you know, a little harder. So yeah. you have to wait. But yesterday I was like, I really want milk in my coffee tomorrow and i know i'm not going to go shopping before then so i'm going to do this right now so i have that in here and a little whiskey uh and a little pumpkin spice because of course yeah uh season and then i did put a little cointreau in it again nice that sounds delicious mm-hmm. yeah i mean we're recording this it's sunday morning something like warm and fuzzy sunday morning range farm yes although actually i don't want a fuzzy drink those are both true statements. What? It is kind of right. It's drizzling outside. Yeah, it is. It's kind of, I like waking up to yeah. the drizzle, though. Especially like a like, sun, lazy Sunday morning. You just like roll around in bed for a little bit. And then like. And I was like, oh, raining. cozy morning. Yes, please. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah. Well, speaking of, I don't have a transition, actually. I got nothing for that. But now that we got some cozy beverages. Yes. Would you like to hear a story? I would love to. 
Okay. So today we're going to talk about the Eastern Market. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of information, so I might miss some stuff uh, because it's a large, expansive. Well, it's not large, but it's a you know area. It's one of the largest so. open air markets in the country. Oh, we'll get to that. Yes. So it is a pedestrian oasis in the middle of the city. Uh, it is has over 150 vendors in the central market with many other market-related businesses surrounding it. Obviously, these the vendor number, I'm sure, is a little different right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to vary a little bit. Uh, however, uh, one of our our friend podcasts, I don't want to say our sister shows. other podcast, sister shows, there we go. Um, they haven't been putting out the podcast as much, but doing streaming stuff, Sandwich Talk. Oh, uh, yeah. Carlos sells his chips and salsa Ooh, um, nice. there. Yeah. For example, he has do many, you know, and yeah. they sell things like meat, fruit, flowers, veggies, baked goods, jams, honey, maple syrup, apple cider, cheese, spices, herbs, prepared foods and more. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You can get everything at Easter Market. Yeah. Uh, Saturday markets are throughout the year and actually for like the warmer months into the fall a little bit on Tuesday, there's an additional kind of yeah. afternoon market and then sundays uh there's a little bit of market food but it's mostly like um goods so like more like jewelry and uh like shirts and yeah other general things. goods um, they i think they call it the maker's market or something i should have looked that up but i didn't yeah. uh <laughs> but yeah so more more like shopping for funsies and yeah. then they have like lots of special events and stuff all the oh, time yeah. i know as far as like um covid related things or in the quarantine times they've figured out from what I, i've been there once and it was very spread out and they've really figured it out i think even since then they've got it down to there's only like one entrance one exit mm -hmm. so that you know people there's just more of like a, a stream i guess for they it can probably control the number of people too yeah exactly that's why i think they did that because yeah. otherwise there'd be no possible way for that so i know they've got it pretty good now from what i've heard and read so that's and they were relatively early in um adapting yeah which is good so it is actually the largest public market in the u.s yay mm -hmm. uh it, it features five large sheds and they are big across yeah. four and a half acres and on an average busy saturday obviously again pre-current circumstances it could bring in as many as 40 to forty-five thousand people wow with flower day which is a one sunday a year in which i mean like sundays also too actually in the like warmer months have a lot of vendors with like flowers and plants and stuff like that too but flower day is a very specific day for just that and that will pull in 150 to 200,000 attendees damn yeah, and I think it's usually the weekend before Mother's Day, but I forgot to look that up and write it down. That don't make sense. Yeah, so we're actually going to go to the history, and I did pull from a lot of sources from this, so I did my best to kind of you know bring it down, and also, obviously, some stuff isn't the exact same. Yeah. Um, one source did say it's rooted in two historic markets, but realistically, it's actually, there's a third market involved, which we'll get to. Mm -hmm. later but it started as a farmer's market that began in 1841 in cadillac square and they called that central market okay and it was made of hay and wood and then the easter market 
was built in 1891. Well, the first shed was built in 1891. So they might have been operating as a market before that, but I didn't have that yeah. information. And additional sheds were added in 1922 and 1929. In fact, I know for sure it was mar- a market before that. I don't have the origination of Easter Market, though. Following World War II, though, more wholesalers and food processors moved towards the city and Eastern Market joined the wholesale industry. So that's why there's still like a lot of wholesale today. Mm -hmm. Um, There's definitely like a lot of like meat places that you can go to. And, you know, even throughout the week when it's not a market day, there's like plenty you can go buy. Nice. Uh, Yeah. And... In 1970, the stalls rented by farmers were decorated with murals, which is where the mural tradition started that is currently very uh, alive today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in 1978, it was added to the good old National Register of Historic Places. Mm -hmm. And since then, the area has expanded drawing in restaurants, retail shops, art galleries and maker spaces like there's that like Red Bull art space, which I've actually never been in. I know there's like Detroit Distillery and, you know, um, plenty of restaurants around there. Sapino's Pizzeria, for example, Uh, Russell Street Deli, um, you know, just tons of stuff around there. All the things. And there's also a lot of history to the area. So this one is actually a little known fact that may or may not be true, but this is fun. And there might be a connection to the age of bootlegging. Ooh. Which would make a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So the Busy Bee, which have you ever seen that building? It's on Russell Street. It's a little past like the main sheds area. No, not, I can't picture it off the top of my head. It's like old beat looking bees. <laughs> uh, it was a hardware store at one point. It actually shut down in 2017, which was actually their centennial year. So that's kind of a bummer. Oh, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. But there's basically these little bee, you know, mural painting on the outside. Oh. And... There there was a Detroit Experience Factory tour, which is one of the many, you know, tour companies in Detroit. And they would discuss bootlegging in the Purple Gang in Eastern Market. Callback. And it said that they had built a maze down there and underneath the market area so they could get away from police and only they knew which way to turn. I mean, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Take this fact with a little trepidation, though, as, again, it may not be true. There is no solid evidence of this have you know having been a thing i do know that in that building though there is like the oldest operating elevator in detroit or at least as of like a few years ago yeah yeah uh so i told you there was the third market yeah that was actually called western market oddly enough not the one that we know today that uh you've shopped at yes i was gonna say it can't be that one that was established in like 93 yeah, no. And this one was in 1950. And the basically the farmer's market in Cadillac Square was split into two. So in 1950, it was split into two. One was Eastern, one was Western. So okay. Eastern Market is current, you know, where current Eastern Market is. Western Market was located at the corner of 18th and Michigan Avenue in Corktown. Okay. I not super far from me. Um, yeah. Oh, that'd and, be nice if it was still open. Oh, my gosh. I would I would walk there every weekend for sure. And both grew, but Eastern grew significantly more. And by 19, oh, I'm at 1850. I was going to say 1950 sounded like a little late in the game. You know, those typos that happen. Oh, when 1, you think thousand percent. When you're like, I, I really got my my shit together this week. I got my story ready. It's yeah. 
then you do that. So 1950, 1850. the marketing, 1850. Oh my gosh. I just did it again. 1850, the marketing Cadillac square. That's when it's like, blah, blah, blah. And both grew Eastern was significantly more by 1924. So a good 75 years later, Eastern was the largest farmer's market in the world, according to some sources at that yes, point. Bitch, take that world. Mm-hmm. I think since then, I don't know what, you know, has taken its place globally. Oh, but yeah. again, I think it still maintains that in the United States. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably some debate over it because there are some other, you know, like Seattle probably has some yeah. words. I don't know. Who knows? And it the Western market was closed, actually, when the development of I-75 went right through the land it sat on in 1965. And that is actually 1965. Okay. Yeah. And then just a little bit more about the art and the murals in the area. Like I said, that started in the 1970s. We're back to Eastern Market. And now, as of 2019, it marked the fifth year of murals in the market, which is like people are commissioned to do these like really large, just gorgeous murals uh, all over the market. Yeah. There's a lot of... well. In the past, there's been a lot of tours and stuff, too. But you can really just go to that area and spend hours walking around and just see gorgeous pieces of art everywhere. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But since it is October. Spooky season. Let's add a little spooky. Yes. It's spooky October. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to try to be as spooky as I can this month. And I've got two possibly haunted locations within the market area one is just outside but we're gonna count it anyway because yeah we can uh the first is thorn apple valley slaughterhouse this is at alfred and orleans street so it's like a little bit setback from the market and like kind of like where detroit distillery is area yeah and in the early 1900s the manufacturing industry in the city was alive and thriving mm-hmm as a result, many buildings went up, particularly along the DeQuinder Cut rail line, because, uh, again, at one point, the DeQuinder Cut was a operational railway. And that's, I think, why that area was so popular for vendors, because getting yeah. the goods, you know, back and forth. And the DeQuinder Cut, it runs next to Eastern Market. Now it's a, you know, greenway walkway. Yeah. Uh, it's really a lot of fun, too. In the mid 1960s, this led to the. Frederick Packing, a meat processing company opening. Okay. By 1984, they changed their name to Thorn Apple Valley Slaughterhouse, which really just sounds creepy. Yeah. <laughs> by 1986, the business was closed and put up for sale. So they changed their name and basically went out of business. So it is reported as being one of the most haunted places in the city of Detroit. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who go in the building report hearing unexplained noises and have electronic malfunctions within the space. Ooh. So some people think it might be the spirit of laid off workers and from the facilities. And yeah. others think since the area was built on what's one of the oldest cemeteries in Detroit, Russell Street Cemetery, uh, which was in 1800s, one of the oldest cemeteries and one of two city owned cemeteries. Oh, spooky. Yeah. Uh, in Metro Times, an article called 10 Michigan Haunts from October 31st, 2013, Ooh. Robert Nix Nixon, a production manager, recalls. Now, in a building like this, even in the daylight, once you get the innards of the bu- into the innards of the building, you need flashlights as it can get damn near pitch black. Anyway, we were heading on our way out to the more well-lit lighted air- 
lighted areas when my compatriot, who was in front of me, stopped because she heard something. She turned around and she stopped dead in her tracks, eyes wide, mouth agape, and she seemed to look at something behind me. I turned quickly and briefly saw what she saw. It appeared to be a transparent, vaporous-looking mass, almost formless, like if a silk sheet were flowing underwater before it dissipated. We turned to face each other in shock, and when I saw a similar, much smaller apparition closer to the wall of this large, empty room. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. We decided to get the hell out of there, as it was genuinely spooky. Later that day, I was recounting this to my wife, then my girlfriend. She also told me she tried to call my cell, but that the outgoing messages didn't sound right. She asked if I made my outgoing message some metal song or the audio from some horror movie. I told her I hadn't, but then asked when she called me. Turns out she called my phone exactly when my friend and I were experiencing this event. Weird, huh? That's so spooky. I That's know. That's so scary. Yeah, and again, uh, I that was in the Thornapple Valley slaughterhouse. Oh my gosh. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about the cemetery, because we are. And actually, I do have a third thing after the cemetery. But... The cemetery itself began on May 31st, 1834, after the mayor purchased 55 acres of land from the Guion Farm. Guion? Guion? It's G-U-I-O-N. Okay. Guion? Guion? Okay, got, sure. I'm good with that. The 55 acres was too large. I mean, Karen D. Yes. Uh, the 55 acres was too large for a cemetery, so only 35 were divided into lots and sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just put this in there because it's crazy. A full lot was $10, a half for five. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And then cholera came, and it was real bad. Uh, and a lot of people died. And <laughs> there were smaller cemeteries, so Clinton Park at Gratiot and Clinton Street was becoming overcrowded, so they yeah. needed a solution. And over the next, and so it became a cemetery. Over the next 30 years, it would fall into disrepair, though, because it was kind of like a fix for that moment. Right. You know, know, with like higher rates. Yeah. We just need somewhere to put the body. Mm Mm-hmm. In 1860, General Henry Morrow addressed the city council and stated, It is a little short of disgraceful to Detroit that its cemetery should have been allowed to fall into the ruinous and dilapidated state in which we find it at present. It was once the place of interment for the whole city, and in it are deposited the remains of many worthy and respectable people. When the city sold lots in the cemetery, it was with the implied pledge that the ground should be and remain sacred for cemetery purposes. This pledge has been entirely overlooked and disregarded. Not only has the ground been neglected and the fences allowed to go to ruin, but a portion of the land has been appropriated for other purposes. Ooh. Yeah. So basically, they're kind of dicks about it. Like. Yeah. Part of this was too because this land by this time had become really centrally located within the city. And so it was like a lot of people kind of felt like having a cemetery there was like a wasted, you know, yeah. plot of land. Yeah. So the last of the burials on the property were in 1869 and things were very messy at this time. Uh-huh. This is when people really, really wanted to start building on this land. In 1879, a circuit court ordered the cemetery vacated, and from 1880 to 1882, more than 45,000 remains were disinterred and relocated to Elmwood, Woodmere, and a cemetery in Gross Point. Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's actually something that's really bothersome. Oh, what is it? What is that? 
I have the original bids of removal of the bodies. Oh, my God. So a company called Folin and Foy bid moving the bodies at $2 per body and the removal of headstones would cost 25 cents and the fences would be 10 cents. Okay. And this resulted in like a 2000 something dollar bid. I forgot to write that down. And then George Endry's another company was 135 body tombstones at 50 cents and fences at 50 cents. And they oh were gosh. the lower bid. Uh, what a thing to bid for. I know. Body removal. Yeah. 135. That That's is crazy. Less than a cup of coffee right now. <laughs> for less than the price of a cup of coffee, you too can move a body today. <laughs> exactly. And they are the angel. No. Oh, okay. It's like, what song are we singing? Uh, which quick side note, this has nothing to do with Sarah McLachlan, just Enya. I listened to, I jammed out my car to Enya this week. And it I was love that for you. delightful because I am so happy with the amount of Fleetwood Mac and Enya that is being played constantly now. And yes. I think it's just what everybody needs is Fleetwood Mac and Enya. Yes. I, I just recently started seeing all the Fleetwood Mac TikToks with the hip thrusting, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Well, because it started with that one guy drinking his coffee. Or I mean, it didn't actually start with that, though. A lot of people were doing like roller skating to yeah. Fleetwood oh, Mac yeah. and all that kind of stuff, too, for a Great long time. Skate- like skating music. Yeah, which I mean, I love Fleetwood Mac. So I am here for all the Fleetwood Mac happening and here for the Enya also happening. Yes. I know they're not exclusive, but they just both seem to be happening. Love that. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, a couple other things. So the House of Corrections, as you know, was located in the Eastern Market area as well. So just a little, um, throwback to a few episodes. Yeah. And the Haynwood Eastern Market was the first building located on the site of the previous graves. So there used to be a lot of graves underneath Eastern Market. Fun. But uh, as you can imagine, this isn't the only reported haunted space within the market district oh, yeah. being built on a you know previous cemetery. And a story on neighborhoods.org uh, called A Ghost Story from the Haunted Catholic Rectory Outside of Eastern Market by Kinsey Clark. It speaks of St. Albertus, which is just down St. Aubin Street. It's technically, I think it's called the Forest Park area, but it's real close to Eastern Market if you just keep going down Aubin. Okay. Uh, also along the DeQuinder Cut. So St. Albertus was built in 1891. It's a red brick Gothic revival cathedral. It's still in operation today. You you know, you can go yeah, to the website and everything. It up. And, <clears throat> and at the time of this article, Steve Baca lived in the now defunct rectory building just across the way from the cathedral. I'm sorry, Stevie. I wrote Stevia accidentally. <laughs> Stevia. Uh, Stevie might still live there. You know, I I don't know. Yeah. And they are a member of Polish American Historic city association and oversee the grounds within the building are all sorts of artifacts and old pieces from like Werner's bottles to photographs mirrors and the walls are made of horsehair plaster and from what i gather stevie's added their own flair with art objects and artifacts as well as i think they like the ookie spookies as well and there's some photographs of what's in there and it's all it's all fitting and you can't tell what's original, what was added. Yeah. And Stevie enjoys rituals and earth things and practices them primarily in the attic. Their family has lived in the building for decades and Stevie's parents were actually married at the cathedral across the way. 
When Stevie was a teen, they saw someone come out of a room that they live in now and stand in the hallway. No one was living on this floor at this point. This is the second floor. Yeah. And they moved to Chicago for a while and they came back. And as an adult, they were sitting in the living room. So a a different angle, but but they could still see that area. And they saw the same spirit again, do the same exact thing again. So, yeah, Stevie's reported uh, Steve. This is a quote from Stevie. I felt and saw something in a robe come out of that and go out that door and go that way. Pointing towards a grand staircase. The room the spirit seemed to occupy is the priest's room. So so perhaps it is a past priest. Spooky. Yeah. Stevie also suspects that it is is not an intelligent haunting, but in fact a residual haunting. Are you familiar with those two? Um, Residual is just kind of like leftover energy, right? Yeah, it's like a time loop. Like it's like a loop of something that happened. So yeah. like the the thought is that priest did that at some point and so sometimes it actually just shows up. Yeah. Uh intelligent hauntings are the ones that you'll be like, "Can you knock three times and then boom boom boom." You yeah. Know, kind of thing. And Stevie also believes that of everyone who's seen the apparition that none have been uh purely male and they possibly attribute this to just kind of observing that primarily feminine energies tend to pick up spirits a little bit more, which is a trope in the movies and stuff. It's always like the yeah. children or the women and children that do tend to see the things more. And then there's always like the staunch husband who's like, oh, you're just making that up. I didn't see anything. Blah, blah, blah. You know, kind of thing. Foolish woman, you're hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's basically, again, the Easter market, there's so much history there, so I'm I'm sure yeah. there's something. But that's basically a brief history of the Easter market. Uh and also a little bit of the ookie spookies that are in the area. Uh, I love that you did that. I love the ookie spookies. It's so appropriate because I've said it a thousand times, but it's spooky season. I'm very mm-hmm. excited. So I think this is a great way to kick off our spooky seasons celebrations. Yeah. And just before I forget, uh, I mentioned a couple of my sources throughout the thing, but also easternmarket.org, org, Wikipedia, Detroitist.com, uh, theneighborhoods.org, uh, opportunitydetroit.com, Detroitist.com, nighttraindetroit.com, uh, michiganroots.org, and newspapers.com. Nice. Yeah. So next time you're in the Eastern Market area. Keep my eye out for some spooky spookies. Some ookie mm-hmm. spookies. That one in the, the slaughterhouse. That's spooky. Yeah, that they both saw a thing and then also with the voicemail. Oh, right. Ugh. Did you change your outgoing message to death metal? <laughs> Can't say that I did. Oh, my God. I am so excited about Two Truths and a Lie because it's also <gasps> ookie spooky. Yay. I did just some about some general horror movie stuff. I'm here. So just kind of about the classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, horror movie fact number one. Serial killer Ed Gein inspired three movies, Psycho, Silence of the Lambs, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Fact number two. Rosemary ba- Rosemary's Baby was the first horror movie to be nominated for Best Picture. Fact number three. Child's Play was based off of real events. Oh, this is hard. Yeah. Because now I feel, I don't know that he inspired Psycho. 
I'm going to go with that being the lie, number one. So that actually is true. I'm not specifically sure how it inspired Psycho. Let me see if we can find... This is from a Mental Floss article, but... It, oh, yeah. It, like, one of the notes I have, like, among the items discovered as Plainfield, Wisconsin Farm were four noses, nine masks made of human skin, numerous decapitated heads, lampshades, and bowls made of skin, lips being used as a pull on a window shade, and a bell made a belt made from nipples. Kind later admitted to only two murders and said most of the items had come from late night cemetery raids. Ew. I I guess I just I just looked it up too. I didn't know that he did all that in 1957. For some reason, I thought it was like in the 60s. That's why I didn't think it could be Psycho. No. Yeah. Which I just also looked up, and that's 1960. So that actually makes a lot of sense. But I it's been a while since I've seen Psycho. Same. And I do enjoy Psycho. I like that one. Oh, I, I mean, Anthony Perkins. Murder me any day, Anthony Perkins. <laughs> I'm having a hard time, though, finding the connection. I guess, like, there's some, like, like killer connection. Yeah. I, right? I, I guess. I don't know. It just... Mental flaws. Yeah, see, no, that me, was a... Let me look at the article, because I think I would open my phone still. No, I mean, here's a whole article about I I believe you. I'm just like fascinated by this. Yeah. But also like he was probably it was probably all over the news, you know, 100% all that. Um obviously I knew the Silence of the Lambs connection. Uh, yeah. and uh what was the third movie? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I knew that one too. Um which I've only seen the I've remake never seen of that it. One. I've never seen either. I saw it at a drive-in, which is interesting. Uh, how Americana of you. Mm-hmm. So that leaves facts two and three. Would you like to hear them again? Yes. Yes, I would. Fact number two. Rosemary's Baby was the first horror movie to be nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And fact number three. Child's Play was based off of real events. I want three to be a lie because that is the most terrifying movie I've ever seen in my freaking I've life. I've never seen it. I accidentally watched it when I was like a child because my older cousin was watching it and nobody was paying attention to the fact that i was in the room and i used to scream when a my buddy doll would come on television and my it took my mom a second to figure out why i was so terrified of the my buddy doll because he kind of looks like chucky like yeah there's there's a family resemblance uh and also i had i was scared of dolls Growing up, I I thought I had porcelain dolls that would come to life at night. I would sleep with my butt up against the wall because I was afraid they were going to slice my butt off in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, and I would put yeah all my best stuffed animals in my bed to oh. guard me. And it's pretty sure it's because of child's play. Uh, I also I just I had irrational fears of things inanimate objects becoming animated. Fair. I mean, Toy Story. I'm gonna. I want number three to be the lie, but I think number two. Number two is the lie. It was The Exorcist, but Ruth Gordon mm-hmm. won for Best Supporting Actress for Rosemary's Baby. So, in going back to Child's Play being based off of real mm. events, mm. in 1909, <laughs> Key West painter and author Robert Eugene Otto claimed that one of his family's servants placed a voodoo curse on his childhood toy, Robert the Doll. Yes! Supposedly I know about Robert the, the Doll! Supposedly, the doll would mysteriously move from room to room, knock furniture over, and conduct conversations with Otto. 
Robert the doll was left in the attic until Otto's death in 1974 when new owners moved into his Florida home. The new family also claimed mysterious activities would happen in the house connected to the doll. Say Robert the doll is on display at the Custom House and Old Post Office in Key West, Florida. Spooky. Okay, so I know about Robert the doll. And I, I should have made that connection that the child's play was off of that doll because that doll is creepy. Uh, Ghost Adventures, which, you know, I watched yeah. all of during uh, lockdown For, quarantine. Yeah. And there's an episode where they go to this creepy island in Mexico and you have to take a boat there and it's a whole thing. And it's covered in dolls because I forget the legend, but it's something like this. I think a girl, all the dolls get put. Well, a girl died in the river and then this man basically brought a doll kind of be in like memory of that and then started collecting dolls and they're all over these like little shacks on the island. Oh, no. And so Zach Baggins thought it'd be a great idea to bring another haunted doll to the island. Before they go to the island, they go to a psychic. They don't tell the psychic anything. And the psychic is like, that doll does not want to go with you. Do not oh take God. him. Do not take him out. Do not touch his right arm. Do not do like all these like do not do's. So, of course, they go and they do all these well only the the host really the rest of them are like let's not do that and he's like no we're doing it and they get the doll out on the island and it's just <sighs> nothing terrible happens except for a doll with no batteries and it does start to talk oh, on the creepy. wall oh that is yeah creepy. yeah uh actually that's a really good episode there's a couple other things that do happen there's like a voice box and the guy who like because the, the doll collector guy also died on the island and his best friend is there they bring his best friend to the island and he hears him through like the little voice box thing and he's like that's my friend and that's it's spooky. actually really spooky and sweet but the doll i can't handle the doll i i just i can't but that robert the doll it is so spooky you should pick like a handful of your favorite ghost hunters episodes and we could do a watch party it was just me and you because i want to yeah, see it. well i'd have to invite lisa for sure oh, of course yeah 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 uh could not cannot do it without her. I have some other fun facts. There, were, yes. This is just a couple. This article was actually interesting. Again, it's a mental floss, like things you didn't know about horror movies. Article. So if you're interested, just Google mental floss horror movies. But Psycho was the first American movie to show a toilet, and it's a pretty well known fact. I didn't uh, know that. Really? Yeah. I almost had that as my facts, but I feel like I feel like it's like one of those random facts that like. Maybe it's just, like, things that I know. Because I also know that Cher was the first woman to show her belly button on TV. Yeah, I don't know that either. I mean... Now you do. Neither of these things are shocking. I just... You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. But if you did put them in to two truths and a fact, they might, yeah, like, not fit the flow. You know what I mean? They might be like, oh, no, that's definitely true. Like, he's not going to make that up. Right. This one I think is the most, this is one of the ones I found the most interesting, is that the stars of the Blair Witch Project use GPS trackers to find their instructions for the day. So production programmed weight points in the GPS unit for the actors to locate melt crates with three little plastic canisters in them. Each plastic canister contained notes on where the story was going for each actor, who would not show the other to their paper. From that point, they were free to improvise the dialogue, provided they followed the general instructions given to them. That is interesting. So it's like we're going to get genuine raw emotions by right. really putting you in this situation, kind of. But like, know that you're safe, but you're probably still going to get more freaked out than you. Yeah, the Blair Witch would. Project. 
it's been a minute since I've seen it. It wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be, but it was unnerving. Yeah, I want to rewatch it. Actually, it came up in something I was listening to and I was like, I it's been a second. I saw it in theaters, actually, because uh, I was the prime age for watching it in theater. Why? I believe I was a teenager at the time. So I was like, yes, I'm going to do that. And then. I think I had the same reaction because it had been so like it was so just the Blair Witch, the Blair Witch, the Blair Witch. The ending felt a little. I feel like the ending was a little anticlimactic. Yeah, I honestly don't remember the ending to be. I won't say anything more than (laughs) completely clear right now. I'm down to watch it again. That would be a really fun watch party in October, especially Very into that. Yeah. Yeah. I want yeah. I want all I want all the spookies, especially since my go to October movie was taken off of free Hulu. Oh, no. What and movie? What movie? Practical Magic. I've already watched it. No. Three times. Is it? It's got to be somewhere else. I no, be- it's not. Stream- no, it's not free anywhere anymore. You have to pay, Ugh, which I might just buy it because I think it's like seven bucks. It's not that bad, but right. I still was sucks, so excited. Though. Like a week ago, I found it. I'm not going to lie. I watched it two nights in a row. And then I watched it like a couple nights later. And then like three more days passed. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it again. And it was not available for free. Uh, I was talking about I need to watch um, Death Becomes Her soon. That's what I'm at October. What yes. are some of your... Okay, so Practical Magic October movie. What of mine's mm-hmm. Death Becomes Her? Any other classics that like, ooh, October, I need to watch this. I mean, Hocus Pocus. Of course. Yeah, that's uh totally a given um I'm rocky trying to think horror that... i love to watch rocky horror yes rocky horror for sure i i'm sorry i was still thinking no, uh, <laughs> i was like movies no rocky horror for sure um i'm trying to think through all my movies you know what this is not a go-to one but i kind of want to rewatch pan's labyrinth it's been a minute oh no i haven't seen that one i've only seen labyrinth Oh yeah, labyrinth very different from pan's labyrinth i did uh, tweet about pan's labyrinth the other day um I was like, hi, on the Guillermo del Toro dark fantasy that just won't stick. Pam's Labyrinth. <laughs> I don't think anyone liked it. So I like it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, that movie's really good. You have to pay attention, obviously. Well, a subtitles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's very beautifully and creepily done, and it's been a second. Um, I'm trying to think of other movies. I'm sure there's I need to something watch Teen that I'm Witch like, this year. I fell asleep oh, I during Teen, Teen Witch, Witch last year. I need to watch it now. Yeah, yes, you do. You need to just for that rap scene alone. Top that. Top that. I don't give up about that. Uh, isn't she in like a bucket hat too? Yes. Yeah. And actually, what, the the main character from that movie has done a bunch of videos where she's done it. Not the actual because it's like yeah. the friend character in the movie yeah but i forget her name she's what's her face's sister i know that like lively's sister i think her yes, name's like samantha yes. lively or something i don't know yeah she but she's i love that she has such a sense of humor about right. you know having done that movie because her and the guy who do that scene have redone that as adults yes and then i've seen a couple other times where she's she's done the the top of that rap and i'm like glorious yes i love this me too but no i don't 
I don't know if there's any other go-tos. I think there's some movies I haven't seen yet that I'd like to watch this month for sure. Oh, yeah. There's actually, I'm looking at a list. I'm not going to lie. But there's definitely like a lot of ookier, spookier, kind of creepy or like thriller movies that I want to watch and I haven't watched because you kind of have to be in a mindset. Oh, totally. I want to watch One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest because I want to watch Ratchet. Mm -hmm. Uh, I watched all of Ratchet actually twice. (laughs) because i'm weird uh i really enjoyed it it's really beautiful i'm part of the reason i don't think i'm through fully through the second no i am fully through the second watch part of the reason is i watched it all very quickly the first time through and i think i needed to pay more attention so i broke it up a little bit more and kind of spread it out a little bit more and watched it again yeah and i mean sarah paulson is just amazing and everything she does yes and then also some of the other actors in it, he chose the the cast is very interesting because some people show up. Oh, I just thought of another movie I need to watch. I need to watch. So I married an axe murderer because I love that movie. Mike Myers. I haven't seen it. It's such a cheesy 90s movie and I absolutely adore it. And there's a woman from that who's in Ratchet. And I was like, oh, my gosh, is that Rose from So I Married an Axe Murderer? It is. And I was right. So I was like very excited about that because I haven't seen I'm sure she's done things, but I haven't seen her since that movie, and I adore that movie. And then also, um, oh, the butler from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is in it. Nice. Yeah. And so there's just like a little fun people where I'm like, oh, that I know that face. I forgot about all like the like weird made for TV movies at like Disney Channel or Disney Channel adjacent. Like, do you remember like mom's got a date with a vampire? Halloween Town's always a classic. I've never actually well have Phantom I seen that? I don't Mag- know if I've seen it. Phantom of the Multiplex. Oh. Mickey Rooney's in that one. I know I'm supposed to see it. Like I know people talk about it and I don't and know all why Disney I missed Plus it. Watch now, which is like great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should have a movie night soon. I would love that, yeah. Because I love a movie. I love this spooky movie. Oh, also Clue. Yes, no. Um, me and Jem are talking about doing a Tim Curry double feature and doing that and Rocky Horror the same night. That I love that. I love that. I love that. Right. Oh, such a good, such a good movie. Yes. Ugh. Oh, oh, also Trick or Treat. Have you ever seen that one? No. I just saw it like five years ago for the first time. It's multiple storylines. Like, it's like all these people in this one town. Multiple storylines. It's interesting. I don't remember, like, the results of it in the end. But my friend uh, had, like, a burned copy and, like, demanded I watch it. Uh I'm glad I watched it. I was like, I'm glad I watched this. I, oh, now I just want to watch spooky movies all day. It's the right weather. Season! Oh, I'm so excited. I need Mm -hmm. to stop shouting the microphone, too. But spooky season. And then, oh, from hell. Sorry, Uh, this is last one from hell, which is about Jack the Ripper. It's a Johnny Depp movie, but it's Johnny Depp's not Jack the Ripper, but he's like a doctor, kind of like helping the investigation of Jack the Ripper. And I love a good Jack Ripper story. Um, Yeah, it's also the cinematography. The cinematography is beautiful. Like it's just. Chef's kisses. Chef's kisses. Oh, but yes, tell me about this anime. 
There's an anime where you're playing, or not playing, this is an anime you're watching. You're watching, basically, like, it takes place in Victorian England, and you're investigating Jack the Ripper, but it's kind of like a world where supernatural beings exist. And so, like, it's it turns out to be, like, the kid's aunt in a Grim Reaper. Because, like, Grim oh. Reaper is, like, a class of, like, supernatural being that's, like, tasked with taking lives from the human world kind of thing. Oh, wow. So they're working That's together intense. to be to be Jack the Ripper. It's it's a pretty it's a mixed bag anime. I like it, but I know a lot of others that do not. That's fair. I mean, that can be true. That can be said of any content. Yeah. So oh, definitely. That's fine. And also, I know I, read a book I said about it too. Okay. That, oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, Jack the Ripper. I think was actually my gateway into being interested into true crime. Fair. Where I was like, oh, this is. This is intense. What's happening here? What happened there? Okay. Okay. You know, and got yeah. super into reading about it. And I know I said that was going to be the last one, but the last one's actually The Craft because you can't forget oh, The Craft. Yes. <laughs> I love I was supposed to be Nancy from The Craft last year, but um, didn't have the right wig. So I ended up being Penelope Taint from The Amanda Show instead. Yes. Which I how Nickelodeon that. got away with calling her Penelope Taint, I don't understand. Somebody didn't know, or several somebody's yeah. didn't. I mean, that happens sometimes. Uh, maybe next year for Halloween, we can get a crew and be the craft. Yes. In general. I, of course, have to be Nancy. Oh, yes, that's fine. Yeah. I know. I was like, who would I be? I don't know which one I would be, but. I feel like you'd be the main girl. You have main girl energy. Really? Uh, yeah. Because uh, I feel like you're also the one that's like. Maybe we shouldn't do that. You're like the always like the voice of reason, I feel like. So you got big oh, main girl that. energy. Yeah. I love that. Also, she's like super like naturally powerful. So I love that. So yes. oh, that's like the nicest compliment anybody's ever told me. Yes. I have give... main girl from the craft energy. Yes. Uh, I forget her. Oh, that actor. I really like that actress because she was in um Empire Records too. Is that like that movie's Robin... been on my list for a minute? Oh, I love Empire Records. Also, again, hit at the right time. Robin Tooney, that's her name. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and you need to watch Empire Records if you haven't. Um, it's I real surely good, do. It's real good 90s vibes. Love that. Yeah. I I could talk about all these movies forever. And I, I think we need to wrap so I can go yeah, watch some exactly. of them. Exactly. So if you want to find us on our social media accounts, at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter, Detroit Strange on Facebook, our Patreon now live. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. go ahead and check it out. We've got a bunch of exciting tiers. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, no, that's good. That's great. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just Patreon slash Detroit Strange, or you can just look up Detroit Strange on there. It'll come up. You know, subscribe, rate, review. Yeah, subscribe, rate, review, uh, and oh, if you have any interesting stories from the Easter Market or you've ever seen yes. any spookies, please, 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 please email us or message us or whatever's most convenient for you because I eat that stuff up and yes. I want to. We'll more. read it on air. Yeah, if you have any spooky yeah. stories, we'll read them on air. Yeah, um, yeah, especially this month if you got. Yeah, any, any Michigan any, spooky story, please, yes. please tell us. Any Michigan chillers, if you will, please do not send us any copyrighted material about Michigan chillers. Correct, unless you do you remember that, that book, book series. Yeah, unless you're that author. Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. I remember seeing it at like every touristy store. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
It was always like the Mackinac mummies, mm-hmm. the Saginaw yeah. shit heels. I don't know. I don't remember that one. I can't remember what Saginaw was. <laughs> um, um, it's okay. But our email address, if you have any of these stories that are not copyrighted material, at or DetroitStrange at gmail.com. There's still a Threadless store out there if you want to buy some merch, uh, DetroitStrange.threadless.com. Mm-hmm. And I think. Until next time. Until next time. Stay, stay strange. strange. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Detroit duo Sax and Violence. Oh.